0: Hi, right, Brandon Vogel. Time from Hail Varsity the magazine, hailvarsity.com. dot uh, Good morning, my friend. Uh, this is uh, state basketball, you know, which you've had a, an inkling for. You have any good state basketball memories, either as a uh, at your high school or covering or talking about?
1: Um, none. None. When I was actually playing in high school, unfortunately, have uh, a. A bunch of painful memories of coming up a little bit a little bit short uh, my last two years but um, it, the Lincoln was 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 the big deal for for us uh, who lived. You know, six hours away, making that trip to the the big city yeah. each March. There was always a big kind of uh, youth
0: basketball tournament, the MIT. Uh, oh, was, yes. yes. I remember After,
2: that even when I was
0: I young. I officiated the, 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 MIT the MIT when I was yeah. in college. Yep. Yeah. So always got to
1: play a little bit. Um, you know, one of those years, I don't know, this would be a blasphemy class, but Grand Island Central Catholic had a player named C.J. Cogill. Oh, yes. Was,
0: he had a, a sister, who, too. Yeah, was a freakishly
1: good three-point shooter Yeah, also had a freakishly weird way of shooting the ball. Exactly. Uh, so that was a, a must-see.
0: Uh, uh, all right, let's uh, dive into some things here. Uh, people have seen, I guess we would describe it as, I think I would call it like the centipede uh, video, the hype video that was released of you know Team Commitment Week that Nebraska is wrapping up winter conditioning do you think if Omar Brown would have dropped Teddy (laughs) Prohaska re injuring Teddy's shoulder that Omar Brown would be in the transfer portal right now?
1: Yeah, he might, might be headed back to, uh, to Northern, Northern Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) I I tell you what, I've, I've enjoyed, uh, I've I've enjoyed this week and and seeing the, the challenges, you know, we got a little bit of of more insight from, from rule on Monday on some of the things that they're doing. And, you know, this is this, this seems like simple stuff, uh, but it also seems like important stuff to um, me. And you know, it'll be a while before we we see any potential results from from this approach. But I have to say, so far, I like it quite a bit. Yeah,
2: and that's what I think. My biggest uh, intrigue is how does this all sort of play out when we get to the the live bullets, if you will, in the fall. And it it it's undeniable, Brandon. I think that. There is a method to this, and this is something that Matt Rule is very confident. But I'm curious if you feel like just trying to establish that culture, if this was regardless of who Matt Rule's boss is, that's exactly how he's going about it. Or if Matt Rule really was kind of given a little bit of insight on you know the previous culture or culture's and how that was something that they really wanted to shake up and make sure, no matter what, before they go forward, that they have that thing, you know, pretty well established.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's a good thought. I mean, I guess I've, I've kind of operated under say seventy to seventy-five percent of this. You know, is just the way that they do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think there's there's probably some molding um, and some a little bit of revamping just based on you know not what not even not just what rule was probably told coming in but at the point where you start talking with players um you know players who are on the roster and even players who are no longer on the roster in certain cases uh, about hey what what issues did you have what bothers you um uh, you know and Will spends so much of his time that we've been you know we've been fortunate to get a lot of time with him considering having started practice yet but just talking about making sure people feel appreciated. you um, I mean, Spent a lot of time on that on Monday, and <laughs> I'd say it, it it resonated with me. Um, you know, these are small things, but being a successful football program consistently is is really the sum of a bunch of small
0: things. Is are there any expectations for for spring football around here? I mean, I know we're all going to have well, we'd like to see this, this, and this, but. The expectation level for spring football, is there really any?
1: Not a lot. I, I'm working on a spring football preview for the March issue, which is out next week. Um, and you know, it's 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 one of those things that we usually do around this time. And this one's been a little bit difficult. Like, you know, we can jump into like key position battles and oh, who needs to show progress, where Nebraska looks like they're good, but this one's, this one's been a little bit tough. I think some of that is, you know, again, the News Monday, that news, I guess, is kind of the assumption, but that Casey Thompson is, in fact, going be, to be limited. That I think that contributes to it. But you pair that with uh, just being a year one under a new staff, and I think it it is. It, it's probably going to be one of the more positive and upbeat springs uh, we've had in a while. So we should probably enjoy that. Because uh, I don't, I don't think he gets those every year.
2: Brandon Thomas Fedoni, one of two who speak on Monday, and what he had to say was interesting. The way that he's kind of gone on and been a little bit of the voice here in the off season. Do you feel that that's setting him up for a pretty huge opportunity in the fall?
1: I that was my read on it. I you know I thought it was a really encouraging sign that uh, he was one of those guys that. Through, through through their leadership, through their accountability, to use Matt Rule's word, uh, was was one of the guys they put up there. And, I mean, and I feel sort of the same about about Chief Borders, a, a guy who's been on campus for a couple of months. That's that's impressive on both of their fronts. But as it pertains to Spadoni specifically, we we all know. Nebraska needs some tight ends to emerge. Uh, we, we know that Thomas Finoni is is a very talented player who hasn't been able to show that at the college level yet. So this was, I think, you know, it's all off season. It's all kind of behind-the-curtain stuff for the most part. But I took it as a very encouraging sign.
0: Is there any player that comes to mind when you're doing this preview that hasn't been mentioned for a couple of months but is actually going to be a key player on this roster? I mean you, you, and and maybe you go may, with some of the yeah go ahead. And and maybe I'm leading you into this because it just popped into my head. We haven't really talked much about running backs. Like Anthony Grant, and AJ Allen are going to be pretty integral in this upcoming mm-hmm. season. But we really haven't I mean they're here, good but point. we really haven't talked about them.
1: Yeah. It, that's an interesting that's that's a really good example, I think, because you just kind of you look at it and say, well, you know, their top two rushers a year ago clearly they're their best two rushers last year both back but it's odd that it doesn't get mentioned as kind of I think the strength that it has the potential to be and throw Gabe Urban in there as well you know when he's healthy he's certainly shown some some good things and you know the office coordinator his first first meeting with media said We're, we want to run the football it it has been sort of oddly just kind of under under the radar, I guess, for a little bit, and maybe that'll change. You know, once we get into the rhythm of uh, practice reports, a couple of times a week, um, you'll start to hear some new names. But it's it's one of those areas, one of the few areas on offense, I guess, where you can kind of leave it be. So so maybe that explains yeah. it. maybe that it's it's the piece that people aren't worried about right now.
2: And they were talking a lot about, and Matt Rule even said they had got a lot of defensive backs, and we know that. And with the the spring that will be said by Matt Rule, again, physical, you're going to have competition. Hell, you had competition during this entire winter workout session. I mean, is that the area that you feel like will have maybe the most movement between the defensive back and just how that defense overall kind of takes shape a little bit there in the 15 practices?
1: Yeah, I would expect so. I you know, it's it's an area just based on the numbers and there's only so many snaps available. You know, once we get to the May transfer portal, I would expect some some movement there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just based on the numbers alone. But it's also a, a group where I think you could see I think we're going to see some guys move uh positions this May. You know, you, you get a little bit of a free roll here uh and get a look at guys and say Hey, you, you might be the third safety, um, but if, if you if you're willing to think about sliding over to nickel or even moving up to the the second level of the defense, you might have you might have a better chance. So I'm, I'm going into this thinking we'll we'll see a bit more of that. We'll go to those practices and be like, oh, all of a sudden this guy's practicing with with the linebackers.
0: Should we we well, we'll, we'll give some grace also to defense in the in the spring as well. I, you know this whole as we're getting to know Matt Rule and his transparency and you know more you know access to him and and, and players. Like I, I'll be curious like his tone of today was a good day in practice because we've seen if the head coach is an offensive mind or a defensive mind, if their defense performs well and they're Bo Pellini, it was a great day in practice. If you're Scott Frost and you're an offensive guy and your offense played well, it was a great practice. I'll be curious to see how Rule approaches that, but more from the defense, because I, I thought about this listening to Chief Borders. I think this is still going to be a really a work in progress, not necessarily personnel, but just learning what kind of defense they they want to run. I don't think Satterfield's offense will be foreign to players that you know they've had a little bit of it in the past where they've been or where they've been here, but I think the defense is just going to be, well, we've got to teach the coaches this is what we want to do, then they got to teach the players, and you might be walking, you know, gingerly through the spring with defensive guys, just trying to figure out where you line up and how this all fits together.
1: Yeah, I I think so. And I, you know, some of that is, I think comes with the three, three, five. And, you know, look, we all know that all, no matter what your base defense is, everybody runs a little bit of everything. Right. Um, But that adds a little bit of, I think, fascination to it just because, you know, it's not one of the, the kind of traditional two, uh, alignments that we're that we're used to, but it's it's designed to be malleable and flexible. So I think there is going to be a little bit of a learning process there. And when I look at the defense, you know, you can feel good about this I feel good about the secondary. I feel good at inside linebacker. That's you know seven, seven guys. So you still got yeah. some questions elsewhere. and getting after the passer is a big one for me. Uh, And really just kind of, I think you could sum it up that way when you look at edge rusher and then D line, are are they going to be able to make plays in the backfield? Um, So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch, you know, Nebraska defensively the past two years, I think gave up kind of a points per game average that was well good enough for them to win more games than they did. Uh, So it's either going to fall on the offense to, to really boost that point total or, Defense is going to have to come along pretty quickly to, I think, maintain the level of that.
0: All right. For the second straight day, I asked the question: If Chuba, Purdy, and Heinrich Harburg are two of your fastest <laughs> guys, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't argue with the data, or at least Rule didn't. So, so, so I help me. Means... I, I'm trying to. F- I know he kept saying the GPS tells us, but man, I got to believe that my eyes are better. That Chuba and Heinrich <laughs> are not two of the fastest guys. Are they using some? Like, compared to their size, their position group?
1: Might be. I mean, you know, it might be one of those deals, deals where we're talking about, well, they breach this this miles per hour in, in these drills. But, uh, well, if they're the fastest uh, right now, I think Nebraska <laughs> has some guys coming in in this, this 2023 recruiting class that, that will change that. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't have put them there to start with. So maybe the <laughs> GPS is faulty.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that, the, the first negative against uh, Matt Rule yeah. in 100 days on is. the job. There it is. Hey, Brandon, we appreciate it. Have a uh, great week, and we'll talk to you uh, next uh, Wednesday on the uh, the eve, the week before the start of Spring Bowl. Sounds good, guys. Have a good week. That's uh, Brandon Vogel. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Brandon L. Vogel. Yeah, there may be a little bit of trolling. Okay. Set people off in a wild goose chase. Piss off Josh Fleeks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, do you think that was a motivating factor? It's like when uh, Fedoni heard his name called last, he's like, "Never again." You hear Heinrich and Chuba are your fastest dudes. All the other guys, those wide receivers, like, nope. Well,
0: if Chuba is, then I'm, I'm contacting the person who did the ankle surgery on him. Yeah, no kidding. I gave him a new ankle and a new Works set of Works wonders. Wheels. Wow. wow. Uh, uh, the what happened to our I our don't know. It, it, it just died at the end locked. of the third quarter.
2: Well, and I'm so used to the streaming live TV that I thought, uh-oh, are we buffering? But no, it locked, and now it's got just the screensaver live view. So uh, they lost their
0: feed. Now who's that guy? Some guy just is popped he, on our screen doing he, the news. Is he updating We us? want the basketball game back! Yeah. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Oh, no, they may have lost the feed I from think the Manny Center. I think they lost they the just feed. Went, they just went to the fourth quarter, and Auburn leads Wahoo 30-27. to 27. Yeah. You got oh. an upset Bruin, and now he yeah, lost the I'm feed. getting nervous for Wahoo,
2: and then, yeah, it just died. They put all the money into the mustard jackets and not enough on
0: the technology. Damn it.
2: Oh, man. Need the thing from The Simpsons with the dog with the cord in
0: its mouth. <laughs> Mike Flood should have never gone to D.C. Should have, <laughs> should have stayed in charge of NCN. All uh, right, that'll do. Uh, yes, on the NCN here, we got people now that are asking. Uh, on... If you have Cox Cable, which we do here at yep. 1620 of the Zone, it is on it is on Cox 116 all day. They are holed up at Devaney. So if you're expecting to get the Class A games, uh, I think you're out of luck. I think they're at Devaney the entire day. So Cox 116 has the state basketball games today from NCN. But not right now because they lost their feet and they're telling us about train derailment. Yeah, there's a train derailment somewhere in Ohio. As they go to the fourth quarter. Yeah. Somebody, this is like a sick joke. Hey, somebody call Capitol Hill and tell Mike Flood, let's yep. go. We got let's, a situation. Let's pay the bill. Let's get the basketball <laughs> game back on. All right, good show, everybody. Uh, the Eric Sorensen stuff uh, about what will be the eligibility of Dylan Raiola before his senior year is pretty eye-opening. Uh, that interview's up on the uh, radio replay page. John Fanta from Madison Square Garden. Basketball, basketball, basketball. We have basketball tonight. Nebraska Minnesota, 8 o'clock. Oscars are a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Minnesota. Hoyberg's never won in the Big Ten tournament, but he's back in the United Center against a team that he's already beaten twice this year. Nebraska wins. will play Maryland. That would give us a double-dip of Thursday because Creighton awaits Villanova and Georgetown. Yeah.